Welcome to Hacker Public Radio. This is Tony Denton, also known as Barryman, with my second podcast. First, my thanks to Pokey and Claudio M for their kind comments on my first show. Comments of any kind are appreciated and make podcasting worthwhile. Pokey, you should definitely check out jazz music. It's surprising just how wide the scope of it is with something for just about everyone. Claudio M, I do listen regularly to Linux Basement, and you and Chad are doing a great job there. Keep up the good work, all of you guys. Among other great podcasts that I regularly listen to are Pipeman Music's Open Source Musician, and the first podcast I ever listened to, Dave Yates's Lotto Linux Links. Okay, so in this podcast, I would like to outline how I personally record the show how I use Linux to record audio in support of my jazz activities, and how Linux supports my workflow generally. First, a bit about my setup and the gear I use. My main microphone is a Behringer USB condenser microphone C1U, with a boom mic stand and a pop screen. I also have a Sennheiser E815S that can be used as a second microphone with either a Tascam US100 audio interface or straight into my Zoom H4N recorder to allow multiple inputs. The Sennheiser, by the way, is the microphone that I use for PA in my live performances. The response curve seems to suit solo instruments and saxophones in particular better than other microphones I've tried, with a nice, clear, warm sound. The Shure S58 is a great vocal mic, of course, but since I don't sing, dance or do monologues, I find the Sennheiser a better, slightly cheaper alternative for instrumental work. How the audio is captured depends upon what I'm recording. For example, for recording my voice for this podcast, I'm using the Behringer USB mic straight into the computer, captured in Audacity. Incidentally, I use Klaatu's config file to set up Audacity. I find his keyboard controls and screen layout gives me a much faster workflow when I'm editing the podcast. I'll put the link to the config file in the show notes for anyone who's interested. I've also used Arda to record audio, but this is like using a sledgehammer to crack a nut. Arda is great, but it has a steeper learning curve and many, many more features than are required for this particular job. Processing. I use one of two laptops to capture and process the audio. An Asus Triple EPC 1005HA, which has a 10.5 inch screen, and a Sony VAIO VGN BX297 with a 17 inch screen. Both machines originally came with Windows XP installed, but have since been completely rebuilt with Ubuntu 1010. 
The ASUS is more than up to the job for capturing voice and instrumental recordings. Anything more than that, however, score work in Sibelius, for example, and the size of the ASUS screen hampers the ability to view a score and to generally move about a score effectively. That is where the Sony comes in. At 17 inches, the screen is ideal for viewing and navigating the musical scores, but more about that later. Initially, in Audacity, I will save the audio file as a WAV or FLAC file to preserve the maximum amount of audio data at that stage of the process. I usually prepare a script for the whole spoken part of the show, and this helps simplify the preparation of the published show notes. I will typically record each segment of the script as a separate file, again in WAV or FLAC format, so that I can easily drop in any audio fills or pieces into the program. I then assemble the segments and the audio in Audacity, adjust the fades and overlaps where necessary, and export and mix down the file to one composite MP3 file. For the HPR podcast, the assembly starts with the supplied HPR intro music and ends with the outro audio. setup and production of the podcast. What about music writing, arranging and composing? For this purpose I use either Band in a Box 2009 or Sibelius 5 depending on my purpose. Now these two programs are Windows based and at present I'm unaware of any suitable Linux equivalent so I have them loaded in VirtualBox with Windows XP. Not a particularly satisfactory arrangement for an open source advocate I grant you. And while I am aware of Muse, MuseScore, Tex, Frescobaldi and Rose Garden, none of these are capable of producing the same authentic output as Band in a Box. Band in a Box uses sampled sounds for the backing voices and so gives a much more realistic sound than a straightforward MIDI patch. Listen to the following backing track. The chord structure here is the Jazz Walls Bluesette. instruments at a local music centre, I used to prepare audio CDs with backing material for students to play along with, like the old Music Minus One thing. 
We used to give two concerts a year where the students' folks used to come and listen, so there was always a need for performance material, as well as the technical stuff. Well, Band in a Box is ideal for preparing backing tracks for this type of material. Having selected a suitable piece for the performance, I entered the chord structure into the programme and set the number of choruses for the performance. Next, the type or style of backing is selected, which sets the appropriate voicing for each track. Now, Band in a Box has a facility for outputting audio as a WAV or MP3 file, also with the ability to burn the file to a CD. The next part of the process is to prepare the written music for the various parts for students or players. This is done in Sibelius. It is possible to import tracks from Band in a Box right into Sibelius, and I might use the piano part for this purpose. Then the melody and various harmony parts can be written over on the top of this part and the whole thing checked against the audio playback before printing out to a separate part. This method gives me the flexibility to tailor each part to the ability of the individual student and I've seen me write a part for an absolute beginner based on just two or three long notes behind the rest of the ensemble. Sibelius is great for writing the technical exercise stuff as well. I just wish there was some equivalent software in Linux to do this kind of thing. I would move there in a flash if I could find some. Other activities. The need to use multiple machines can give problems with maintaining the integrity of the work in progress keeping files up to date, ensuring the use of the correct version, and so on. Well, I get over this problem through the use of Dropbox. I keep the files that I'm currently working on in a folder or series of folders on Dropbox. Thus, whenever I pick up a different machine, say, either of my laptops or the desktop, I can be sure that I'm working on the very latest version. Of course, when the particular project is complete, I move the folders from Dropbox onto my large one terabyte external drive for archive storage. I'm beginning to get the hang of this now, and in my next podcast I'll explain how I use Linux software in the production of my websites, and how I use it for more general purposes. My website and blog can be found at www.tonydenton.com, and I'm on Twitter as Tony Denton. My identical name is Barryman, and I'm occasionally found on IRC also as Barryman. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Hack Republic Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.